This morning's reading is from Galatians chapter 3, verses 21 through 29. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. If a law has been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Here ends the reading. Please be seated. Sometimes in life it's, uh, it's important to hit the pause button and just stop. And sometimes in those moments where we just allow ourselves to be, it's good to ask some big life questions, if we dare. One of the questions humankind individuals have been asking themselves over the years, from the very beginning of time, is this question. Who am I? Who am I? Put your hand over your heart and ask the question. Say it out loud. Who am I? Who am I? This is a big life question. Am I the composite of what everyone says about me? Is that who I am? Am I the total sum of all my trophies in the case? My accomplishments in life, is that what defines me? Is it my portfolio? Is it my job? Is who I am defined by my friendship network, the sport I play, the grades I get? Who am I? This has been a question humankind has wrestled with from the very beginning, and if we peel back all the layers, if we peel back all the layers and we hit the pause button in life, it's a dangerous question, but what a great question to ask. Who am I? Am I trying to be someone I'm not? Are my actions and behaviors really in alignment with the core of my being? If in the depths of my soul, who am I? People of faith ask this question. Atheists ask this question across the globe in every continent. And we have this opportunity this morning, right here, right now, as people of faith, to ask the question, who am I? The power of story is amazing. Story weaves a web throughout the tale, and often the character or main characters are trying to answer this question. Who am I? Movies do it wonderfully. Think of the movies in our lifetime, especially if you're my age. I think of Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars saga. Anyone Star Wars fan? Raise your hand if you're a Star Wars fan. 
Luke Skywalker, the whole thing is about Luke discovering his identity. Who is he? And in the, in the second movie, which is really the fifth movie, which is really confusing, but you know what I mean. He discovers who his father is. Who is it? Who's Luke's father? Darth Vader, are you kidding me? Where were you when you saw that for the first time? I was blown away. I was like, no way! It's one of the most misquoted movie lines of all time because we want to we sound like James Earl Jones and say, Luke, I am your father. But he doesn't say Luke. He says, no, I am your father because there was the exchange. But there you go. That's a freebie. Thank you. Thank you very much. So don't misquote it anymore. He says, no, I am your father. But he's talking to Luke, so that's where, it's, that's where that's come in. But his identity, his relationship with his father, finding out that Anakin Skywalker is his father, what does that mean? He's a Jedi. Are you kidding me? A movie that defined my generation in high school was a movie filmed in the Chicago area called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Anyone see that movie? I have a favorite character in the movie, and it's not Ferris. It's Cameron Fry. Cameron, who calls the principal, Rooney, I want my daughter outside in front of the building in 10 minutes. Remember that? Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all day. But there's a scene in the movie, have you seen the movie have you, where he's at the, Chicago, the Institute of Art in Chicago, Chicago Art Institute, and he's staring at a post-impressionist painter, uh, Georges Seurat's painting. He's a post-impressionist, so you can't really see the faces. You know the scene? And he's staring at it, and he looks, and then the screen gets closer on Cameron, and then the screen gets closer on the painting, and it's, he's focusing on this little girl's face who's standing with her mom, and the closer he looks, the more pain you see on his face. I mean, look at his expression. And part of this great movie, and you might have your own favorite parts about this movie, uh, about teenagers in high school, but my, my favorite part of the story is Cameron finding out who he is. And this relationship with his father has, has identified him throughout his life, and he wants to break free from that. And he wants to make his relationship better with him, and he wants to Figure out who he truly is. It's a profound, profound moment. And so we have an incredible connection in this movie that's a little strange. And I'm gonna, this is another freebie from Pastor Tim today. We have in The Lion King, the father, Mufasa, and his son's name is Simba. So Mufasa on top, Simba on the bottom. Mufasa in the original cartoon is voiced by James Earl Jones. The adult Simba is voiced by Matthew Broderick. So a really a challenging thing for me when I saw this cartoon is to get over the hump that Darth Vader is Ferris Bueller's father. Ferris, I'm your father. But all kidding aside, The Lion King is our movie today, but before we get into some themes and pull some themes out of there, let's turn to Scripture together. We've got The Lion King from 25 years ago. Does that make anyone feel old? 
And the new one, has anyone seen the new one? Raise your hand if you've seen the new one. All right. 25 years. But what a story. A story of Simba understanding and answering the question, who am I? But like I said, before that, let's dive into the Word together. If you have a Bible, we're going to be in Galatians. As you're turning to Galatians, I want to walk through a couple things if you don't know much about the book. Who's the author of Galatians? Paul. Paul was Saul, and Saul was a Jewish Pharisee in the first century after the resurrection of Jesus, and his mission in life was to wipe out the Christian movement. And Saul got papers from the religious authorities. He, went to Dam- he was on his way to Damascus, and he encountered the risen Christ. Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And from that exchange, he had a conversion moment. He became the greatest evangelist of the first century, preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to non-Jewish people, which the Bible's label is Gentiles. And he spread the gospel throughout the ancient world. The one who was whose mission was to wipe out Christianity, became the greatest missionary for Christianity. Saul became Paul, now St. Paul. Cities, cathedrals, been named for him. Who was his audience? Well, it was the first century church in Galatia. Galatia is a little pocket of land at the time. It was written that is now in modern-day Turkey, north of the Holy Land. Why was it written? Well, he had to counter some false teachings. And there were two that he was going after. One is the word going around Galatia that he wasn't a legitimate apostle. And he spends the first two chapters of Galatians, if you read it, you'll discover he's just putting out his credentials and he's saying, I am an apostle. I did not get the gospel I'm preaching from Peter. I did not get the gospel I'm preaching from the other disciples. I got the gospel from the Lord. I got it direct from Jesus. I went into Arabia for a while, and, I, and the Lord revealed the gospel to me. I didn't get it from anyone else. So he puts out in the first two chapters, he counters the false teaching that he's not legit. And then he spends the rest of the book countering the false teachings within the Galatian church, the community of, of first century Christians, that they have to be good enough, they have to become Jews, they have to go through all the Jewish rituals to be true Christians. And Paul says, you foolish Galatians, who who started teaching you this? We're free in Christ. We don't have to be bound by the law anymore. We don't have to become Jews before we can be Christians. We don't have to do all the Jewish rituals and follow all. We're, we're, We're free in Christ. Who's polluted the gospel? And so he drives home the message of grace. It's just driven home. That God's grace is 100% grace. And there are, there's nothing else but God's grace for salvation. We're saved by grace through faith apart from the things we do. Let's take a couple of themes now from the story because we're going to ask the question, who am I? I'm going to go out of chronological order here, but the first clip we're going to look at is uh, the grown Simba. Uh, He has left uh, home. He is out. He's struggling. And Rafiki, my favorite character in The Lion King, by the way, Rafiki, uh, he reminds Simba of who he is, and there's this incredible exchange. Now, I know the cartoon is uh, it's, it's a scene at night. It might be a little struggle with a bright day here today, but, but you know the story, and let's follow along and see what happens. <laughs> Creepy little monkey. Will you stop following me? Who are you? The question is, who are you? I thought I knew. 
Now I'm not so sure. Well, I know who you are. Shh, come here. It's a secret. Uh, enough already. What is that supposed to mean, anyway? It means you're a baboon. And I'm not. <laughs> I think you're a little confused. Wrong. I'm not the one who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. <gasps> Bye. Hey, wait! You knew my father? Correction, I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope, wrong again. <laughs> He's alive, and I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki, he knows the way. Come on. That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember who you are. You are my son and the one true king. Remember who you are. No, please, don't leave me. Father. Remember who you are. When we ask the big life questions, who am I? Scripture today speaks right into our hearts. Remember who you are. As Rafiki told young Simba, his father lives in him. Scripture shouts out to you and me today. Your heavenly Father, by the Holy Spirit, lives in you. Like Simba, in matters of faith, we may have metaphorically left home or our, our Christian community, or, or we may have done something in our lives that we're ashamed of, so we run away. 
or we, or we feel like we're not worthy. We feel like we're not good enough for God. We feel like we just can't go back to God because of the path our lives have taken. And scripture today reminds us who we are and whose we are. Look with me in Galatians chapter 3 as we read, pick it up at 23. Paul's writing about faith and the law. He says, Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. All to say, you know, until Jesus came, Paul says, we as people of faith, all we had was the law to live by, God's law to guide us. And he, he, he fleshes that out in 24. He says, so the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. We're no longer justified by how good we uh, live out the laws of God. We're justified by God's grace through faith in Jesus. And now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, he says in 25. Now lean in. This is, the, this is the verse. When we ask the big life question, who am I? Are you ready? Remember who you are. Verse 26. So in Christ Jesus, you are all what? Children of God. Everyone say it out loud. Children of God. In Christ Jesus, by faith, who am I? I am a child of God. And like Simba in this great story, sometimes we have to remember that. Sometimes we need someone to remind us. Sometimes we need to go back to Scripture to remember. Remember who you are. My identity is in Christ. Therefore, I am a child of God. I can go back to God. He loves me. His grace is for me. He wills to redeem me through a cross. I can always come back. My identity is with my heavenly Father, and he lives in me. Let's go to movie clip number two. Now again, I set out a chronological order. This is the familiar opening scene. You're going to love the song you hear, I bet. We're going to go right to this clip and watch the parents of, the proud parents of baby Simba, and watch Rafiki as, as almost a priestly figure, a pastoral figure. He's going to come, and he's going to anoint baby Simba. And I wish Disney could try to draw Simba a little cuter.
Simba is anointed king. The mark on his forehead. And all, all of the jungle, all the animals celebrate. Turn with me in Scripture to verse 27 of Galatians 3. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. In the waters of baptism, God claims us as his very own. He reaches down, and as the water connects, the earthy element, the water connects with us, we also connect with our Heavenly Father, who now lives in us through the waters of baptism. And like Simba in the story, we might be crying out for a sign from God to help us understand, well, who am I? I'd love to have a sign. I'd love to have the clouds roll back and a heavenly voice speak to me and tell me all about it. Boy, I'd love to have a sign, God. And God whispers back, I gave you one. I gave you one. It's on your forehead. In the waters of baptism, we make the sign of the cross and we say, you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. And when we ask the question, who am I? We can say with authority and conviction, I am a child of God. My identity is in Christ. When I am baptized into Christ, I, I, I put on the, I'm clothed with him and his love and his promises. Everyone say what's on the screen out loud with me. I am a child of God. Say it. You know, a pastor and often myself, I try to have a closing illustration or a story that may connect with you and maybe a powerful story for you as we talk about story and our identity. But I want you to be the end of the story. I want you to be that illustration today. So I'm going to invite you up in just a second to come to the font. And this isn't a rebaptism at all, but it's, it's a retracing of the sign that God gave you that you're his child and your identity is with him. Come to the font, take a little water, retrace the sign of the cross on your forehead, and say the words on the screen as you do that. I am a child of God. Who am I? I'm God's child. Whose am I? I'm God's. Who am I? I'm a child of God. Whose am I? I'm God's. What's the sign? It's right here. I'm a child of God. As the Spirit moves, you come. It's optional. You don't have to do it, but come on up.
Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Amen.